Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bloomy Brain Podcast, where you come to water and nourish your brain, in turn seeing your mind, body, and spirit bloom. Today on the show, we have a very special guest, nurse practitioner Candy Brown from Optimal Bio. Welcome, Candy. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, I'm so happy that you decided to come on. This is so nice to have you here, and thank you again for coming out. You guys are absolutely in for a treat today. This is going to be a fun-filled episode packed with so much information, and I have been going to Optimal Bio. It's coming up it's about three years now that I've been a patient and I mean getting to see them and um, learn more about myself through them and bettering my health has just been absolutely life-changing so I'm so excited to share what I know today and also have Candy share information that she has and hopefully answer some great questions that you guys have been asking me for years because there has certainly been a very big difference in not only how I have looked but how I have felt and it's really something that people have seen in my eyes I like to say um So why don't you start with telling us a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to do what you are doing today? Yeah, so um, I'm originally a registered nurse, and so I actually started working in the emergency room. So my background's emergency medicine, big difference from where I'm at now. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, But I do not regret it. I learned so much from just doing that. So what kind of brought me to where I'm at now is a good story, really. So my mom is actually who got me started into um, Optimal Bio, where that's where I'm working now. Yeah. So she had a hysterectomy, meaning um, they removed the uterus, but they also removed her ovaries. Mm -hmm. And it really just flipped her world upside down. Her gynecologist had her own like creams and patches and nothing was working. She was having terrible migraines, just feeling awful, not like herself. Yeah. And a friend of hers actually referred her to Dr. Brannon, who's our medical director. And she started going there, getting therapy, and she was like a whole new person. She, yeah, wow. Yeah, she felt like herself. So she started telling me about this therapy, and I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm working in the emergency room. Like, this sounds crazy. Yeah. But she looked so good, and she felt amazing. So I started doing my own research, and then she introduced me to Dr. Brannon, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with what Optimal Bio was doing and what he was doing. And so here I am. I love women's health. I love making people feel good. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, this is the place for me because we're doing all of that in one. Yeah, and you do such an incredible job. I know that I started with Dr. Brannon, but then they started sending you to the Wilmington office. And I just was like, this is so cool. I mean, it felt kind of like at home for me because you are a female and I think that it's just nice to sometimes tell another female um, about how you're feeling when it relates to hormones and things of the sorts but also my mom's name is Candy too and I think I told you that I was like I feel so at home here Um, and then my mom started seeing you guys some of my aunts a lot of our family friends and remind me you guys are 
Carrie based, right? Right. So yeah, we have seven locations. Wow. Um, yeah, we're really growing. Um, Carrie is our main office. And then we have an office in Southern Pines, Wilmington, Charlotte, Charlottesville, Virginia, Charleston, South Carolina, and Greenville, South Carolina. That's incredible. Yeah. And do you travel to all of those offices? No. So my primary office is Wilmington. Okay. However, I will occasionally travel to the Cary office to help out if they need any help, but I'm mostly based in the Wilmington office. That's incredible. Um, so can you explain to us just a little bit about what Optimal Bio does to help treat your patients and what is BHRT? How does it differ from other forms of hormone treatments like synthetic pills, patches, and creams? Yeah, so BHRT, um, it is bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. That is a mouthful, Um, but we'll get into that. (laughs) So Optimal Bio, that's what we do. We do BHRT and really what we're actually doing is we're treating the whole person. We're not just treating one part of the person. We're really focusing on that individual. And so Mm -hmm. we do that with the BHRT. And basically we're giving you your hormones back that you've lost. Because as we age, we're naturally gonna lose those hormones and we're losing them at a quicker rate now because of our environment. Our environment is just really depleting us quicker and quicker each year. And so we wanna give those hormones back to you because they're very important. They touch everything in your body. And so they make a big difference in how you feel physically and mentally. And so that's what we do. These hormones being a bioidentical based hormone means they are organic. They are made from plants, soy and yam to be specific. And yeah, so they're great. And on a molecular level, they're identical to what your body naturally produces. So your body knows what to do with it versus a synthetic. Wow. Yeah, that's a really big deal. And I mean, it just makes me think about when my mom called me after her second visit with you all. And it was the one where she had already had all of the labs drawn and you guys went over them with her. And she she called me. She was so excited because I want to say she was um, either menopausal or premenopausal going into this visit. And she had kind of... Um, she had kind of just, you know, settled for that a little bit. She's like, this is what it is, um, but let's see what I can achieve by going to Optimal Bio. And she called me. She's so excited. She's like, Carly, when they read my hormone panels, I my hormones are that of a 25-year-old's now. And I just noticed, like, the biggest difference in her eyes, in her energy, just in her in her total aura, honestly. And I was like, you are like a 25 year old, you're acting younger than me. So it just made me so happy. And then, you know, other family members followed behind us and started seeing you guys. And it's, it's nice to see people feel liberated by taking back their health. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So I hate to say it, but every patient I see before they even get labs done, they're like, my labs will probably be normal. And I'm like, I bet they're not. You're going by lab ranges today that are of a sick population. Yeah. Our lab ranges are, are adjusted every so many years based on a population. Well, if that population's getting sicker, then at some point we're going to be comparing a sick person to a sick person instead of keeping a healthy range. So when those patients come back in and they see their labs are not normal, they're not optimal. Yeah. Um, they're like, they, some will start crying. They're like, oh my gosh, this means so much. Like, 
it validates their symptoms. And that's so hard. I mean, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's good that, you know, we know what's going on. We're validating how you feel, but it's bad that you've had to feel like this for so long. And for so many people to just be like, that's normal. That's part of aging. And just giving you a medication like an antidepressant and putting a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's very liberating. And here at Optimal Bio, we're really here to just educate you and give you that knowledge and that information to do what you feel best for you. We want to give you back that autonomy. Yeah. Traditional medicine, it's sad to say, but over the years, it's come to be where you go to a traditional medicine and they tell you this is what's wrong. This is what you need to do. You really don't have a lot of say-so in your own health. And if you do, you get pushback sometimes. So that's what we're here for. We're here to educate you, give you that information so you can make the best decision for you because each person's so different. Yeah, and each person should have the option to make the better decision. 100%. And I think that's what's so scary about the society that we're living in and settling for is not having that option and it feeling like you're having to jump through hoops just to take your health back in your own hands. So the validation with you guys was such a big thing for me and I think for so many people because you are being sometimes inevitably gaslit by whoever you know you're seeing before um for me it was my primary care physician and the one thing was my ferritin um I'll never forget but you know I I had been searching on Pinterest when I was going to my primary care physician and she was only testing one or two things and you said that that one thing was probably my what was it, T? For your thyroid. So yeah, mm-hmm. the primary care doctors will mostly just test like a TSH, which is your thyroid stimulating hormone. That doesn't tell you really how well that thyroid's working. That's simply the brain signaling to that thyroid to make the hormone. Yeah. And then they'll probably test a free T4. Well, free T4 is the first hormone your thyroid makes. It's mostly inactive. It has to be converted to an active form, which is called free T3, Mm -hmm. in order for you to feel your best and get your thyroid optimal. And of course, there's other labs that we check on a thyroid panel, but like you're saying, they're only checking one or two labs and not getting a good picture of that full thyroid function. And we know thyroid causes a lot of symptoms Mm -hmm. and very similar symptoms to hormonal deficiency. So a slow, sluggish thyroid, we're going to have that hair loss. We're going to have maybe some dry skin, fatigue, Mm -hmm. insomnia. And so not checking that full thyroid, you're missing the rest of that picture. And you're not going to get a good, accurate diagnosis. And you may continue to have those symptoms. And you're questioning, like, is this even working? Probably not because you don't have the rest of your thyroid picture there to see what's missing. Yeah. And that was... For me, that was the biggest thing because, you know, my primary care also wrote me a prescription for Adderall. So come the morning, I'm on Adderall and cold brew. Come the evening, I'm smoking copious amounts of marijuana and taking melatonin to fall asleep. And that was every day for me. And I was like, this this isn't living optimally. This isn't okay i'm also noticing like you said the um the insomnia i'd stay up all night sometimes the dry skin the cold hands and feet um the what felt like hair thinning and that was kind of when it was the final straw for me when i brought an article to my primary care physician off of pinterest and it was talking about getting your ferritin checked especially if you have thyroid problems and 
you know, I asked her about it and she, um, she was just kind of like, what is it? Where did you find that article? Not any, like that was just so surprising to me that the first question was where, where did you find that article? And, you know, I told her Pinterest and, um, that I, I'm very interested in getting my ferritin checked. This seems like it could be congruent to what I'm already going through. And I started to question, um, being on Synthroid. I was like, don't you think that this is a little bit counterintuitive being that, what I'm trying to prevent is hair thinning and hair loss, but one of the side effects <laughs> is hair thinning and hair yeah. loss. And she kind of combed through my hair a bit and she's just like, uh, your extensions, your extensions are the reason that you are, uh, your hair is thinning. And I was like, no, you know, I do extensions and these have been put in really well and they're, they're not sitting in the area that I'm asking you. I'm, I'm asking you about down my part up on the sides by the temples I'm like something isn't right here I'm like 21 22 years old you shouldn't be losing hair that young yeah and um so that was when uh I found you guys I think I just typed in like natural hormone um specialists in Wilmington North Carolina and you guys were the first that came up and that was one of the first things I asked Dr. Brannon. And I thought that it was going to be like pulling teeth, trying to get someone, anyone to test my ferritin. And he's like, oh yeah, no, uh, this is going to be one of the things on your panel. And that was what surprised me. I think my first panel with you guys was eight, nine different things being tested when I was used to one or two. And when those came back, sure enough, he's like, yeah, your ferritin is actually very, very low. We're going to put you on hemogenics. Can you explain to the audience what hemogenics is and why my ferritin levels indicated that I should be on it? Because this is something that a lot of my friends ask, a lot of my clients ask, and I'm like, I don't always fully understand, but I know that my (laughs) ferritin was low and that relates to iron. Yep. So ferritin is your iron stores. And so for that, you said we check a lot of labs. So we do. So thyroid specifically, our lab panel for thyroid is very large. Like I said, we're checking that TSH, that free T4, that free T3, which is your active thyroid hormone, a reverse T3, also the antibodies, so autoimmune antibodies, a TPO, a TGA, and then of course that ferritin. Mm -hmm. Um, So with your ferritin being low, that means your body is not making enough iron. You're low on iron and you need more. Well, iron is needed for everything in your body to function, including your thyroid. Mm-hmm. Everything needs iron to work. And so when your iron is low or you have a low ferritin, then you're going to have some side effects from that. Maybe body temperature changing, maybe skin issues, hair loss. And so also you probably have a really slow and sluggish thyroid too, because mm-hmm. it's not getting that iron it needs. And yeah. so we start patients on a supplement like the Hemogenics. It's a low dose iron supplement is what it is. And so also our goal ranges are very different for ferritin. We want a patient's ferritin between 50 and 100. And mm-hmm. I believe, um, I would say LabCorp is definitely different with their range. Um, I think your ferritin with LabCorp, they say it's normal if it's around um, in the 30s. I remember it can be definitely lower. I just can't remember specifically what that is, but their range is definitely bigger and it can be lower. So if you came in, say, with a ferritin 
of like 35, they would say that's normal where that's low for us. Mm -hmm. We want it between 50 and 100. And so you coming in specifically, yours was low. And we know you need that ferritin in order to have an optimal thyroid. So that's why we started you on the hemogenics to help get that ferritin up to help support that thyroid function. Yeah. And that just was like the biggest thing for me because, you know, I felt so silly asking my primary care physician about that Mm -hmm. at first. And, you know, the validation just completely diminished the gas lighting and it, it just made me feel so amazing to know like, Hey, wow, I did have a hunch about this and someone does care enough about me to want to take care of this and make, make sure that this is functioning optimally. And honestly, I've noticed just really incredible things being on that supplement attributing to my hair and nails. Mm -hmm. I've never had fake nails put on since, um, my ferritin levels have been good. But before that, I felt like my hair and nails were just so brittle. And now I mean, my hair and nails grow so ridiculously fast Mm -hmm. that my, anyone that does my hair typically notices, they're like, you just got your hair done. How (laughs) has it grown this much? So it's a double-edged sword, of course. But, um, and then my nails, my nail technicians, sometimes they're like, we just did your nails. Mm -hmm. How are they this grown? Um, But it's more than the growth. It's just feeling stronger, which is so liberating. But I want to go back to that first visit with Dr. Brannon, um, because when I started seeing you guys, he asked, you know, we were talking about the initial panel, everything that will be run, why this is what this is. And like you said, you guys like to educate your people, which really translates to, you know, that words of affirmation, love language and it explains why people feel so loved in you guys's care, which is just, I mean, I tell everyone, I'm like, this office is just incredible. Like find a location near you. There are so many of them. Um, but you know, going back to it, he said, he asked, are you on birth control? And I was like, no, I just got off two months ago. That's part of the reason why I'm here is I wanted to get off of Synthroid birth control and Adderall and um, just kind of relearn myself. Who am I under all of these um, big pharmaceutical drugs? Because I don't want to be this person anymore that needs cold brew to start the day and marijuana to fall asleep or (laughs) melatonin. Like I don't want to keep throwing band-aids on the problem. I just want to be able to live normally and optimally and he was like good I'm glad you're not on birth control I do not like birth control Mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit why um, you guys personally don't like your patients to be on birth control so yeah we can never tell a patient not to be on birth control Mm -hmm. because that's your right and that's your decision and also we don't want to be responsible for if you get pregnant either (laughs) (laughs) but uh, birth control is um, a synthetic contraception and most of them are hormonal. And so what that does, it actually shuts down your natural production of your own hormones. So now instead of you producing your natural estrogens and progesterones and even testosterone, you're putting this synthetic hormone in your body to trick your ovaries and stop that natural production. So it's a synthetic hormone that's now regulating your body and that's gonna lead to side effects. And some major side effects we know for sure from birth control, one being blood clots. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. I mean, it just it's goes back to that lock and key. You're putting a synthetic hormone in your body. 
you have these receptors on your cells that have these little locks on them. And the key is going to be those hormones. If you put in a synthetic key or hormone, the wrong key to that lock or that receptor, it's not going to work. It'll go in there, but it's not going to unlock it. And so when it's not is when it's unable to unlock that receptor or that lock, then what happens is instead of just one door opening where that hormone should go, mm-hmm. tons of doors are going to open because your body does not know what to do with it. And so that's kind of where you run into side effects with that birth control. So it's just yeah. really unhealthy for your body to shut down that natural production. It's not, it's not what your body's meant to do. So that's really one of the things, you know, we're not a fan of it because it yeah. shut down that production production of your natural hormones and it's not healthy but like I said we can't tell you to stop it yeah that's up to you but just not a fan of it yeah absolutely and that was kind of my thing too was just as I became more verse on the synthroid and side effects of the synthroid I wanted to learn more about birth control at the time as well so I was reading a book I want to say it's called um the period repair manual Mm -hmm. and you know it kept putting emphasis on do not call it a period if you are on birth con- the pill mm-hmm. call it it is a pill bleed that is not your actual period so that was just so interesting for me to read also it mentioned something about your body thinking that you're already pregnant yeah so it mimics pregnancy Yes, mm-hmm. which is where some of the um, emotional instability stems yeah. from, specifically targeted towards males, because apparently um, males are a threat to your unborn child psychologically when you're on the pill. And I've heavily noticed this because my cousin, he's like a little brother to me. I love him to death. But I noticed a couple of times when he came to live with me while he was in school here, I um, went off on him and I, but it was, it was so uncalled for Mm -hmm. and it kind of forced me to look at things on a deeper level. I was like, this isn't me. This isn't in my nature to become this emotional over something so silly. Um, I love him. And I, I wonder if it has anything to do with the birth control. Yeah, for sure. So that was kind of part of my reason of like, let me just give this all up. And then I started, you know, reading more saying that the pill is actually linked to shrinking the hair follicle. And um, we talked about this a little before the podcast, and you said that that's one of your biggest regrets is ever taking birth control. A hundred percent. I wish I would have known what I know today and would have never done it just simply because of the side effects. Um, Some birth controls can even mess up your fertility, which is a huge thing for girls. And so just knowing the things that I know now about what birth control can do to you and that simply that it's a synthetic hormone going into my body. And now I know synthetic hormones can disrupt your natural hormone production. That alone would have, I would have stopped. I would have never done it. It's because you want your natural hormone production. That is how your body regulates everything in your body. And when you shut that down and you're trying to put something in there that doesn't belong, it's going to cause damage either now or down the road. Yeah. And it's interesting to think about damage being caused down the road by choices that we're making today in the present. And I think that that is just kind of the premise of 
living a more conscious life too is saying hey is this sustainable in the long term right exactly and um you know it brings me to coming to you guys for my thyroid as well i think something that i had kept hearing at my primary care for years is you're gonna have this forever get used to taking this medicine forever you're gonna have it forever 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 and some of the first questions i started asking you guys was am i able to heal am i able to go into something called remission that i keep hearing people talk about so what do you have to say about that and people coming to you guys seeking remission yeah so i always say each person's very different thyroid specifically can be healed but it takes a lot of work and then there's some patients it cannot it's just it's not going to be healed and it's something you may have to live with for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. however regardless if it can be healed or if you have to live with it the rest of your life you still need to make right decisions that can affect that thyroid function with diet being the biggest thing um, diet affects everything you know our gut and our brain are connected your gut regulates everything hormones thyroid immune system so healing that gut is going to be your first step and in order to heal the gut we're going to start with diet so the first thing i usually recommend is start cutting back on that gluten um so gluten it can be confused with your thyroid tissue. The antibodies can get really confused because the proteins can look very similar. And mm-hmm. so it can cause um, your antibodies to attack your thyroid tissue, thinking it's the gluten. Um, but I always say start cutting back. Don't go cold turkey because if you go cold turkey on any, anything, you're going to set yourself up for failure. Yeah. So I always say start with gluten first. Start cutting back. being more aware and conscious of what you're eating Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times we just eat to eat or we just eat because we're hungry. That looks good. But we don't really think about what we're eating and what we're putting in our body. Because what you feed yourself is what you're going to fuel your body with. So if you're eating a bunch of junk, a bunch of gluten, a bunch of sugar, then you're really just fueling your body trash. And that's going to do you no good today, tomorrow or down the road, especially for trying to heal that thyroid. So I always say start with gluten first. Once we get gluten eliminated and we're on a good routine, then maybe start trying to cut back on dairy. Dairy is very inflammatory. Mm-hmm. And so not only is it inflammatory for our thyroid, but for our whole body and our skin too. Yeah. So as girls are trying to have this nice skin, yeah. I'd say look at the dairy you're eating because it's very inflammatory. Start cutting back on that. And also sugar. Mm-hmm. Sugar is very inflammatory. Um, it causes a lot of issues, a lot of diseases. Sugar is mm-hmm. a root cause of cancers and diabetes and yeah. skin issues and thyroid function. Yeah. Start cutting back on your sugar. Don't go cold turkey, but start cutting back, looking at what you're eating, being more aware of what's on your plate, what's going in your mouth, and start making better decisions for you because your body is your investment and you only get one body. Yeah. So there's no turn it around. You either do it right or you don't. Yeah. I love that you say your body is your investment because I just <laughs> thought about this. Um, I just thought about this last month. I took my sister on a little trip to go see Dave Chappelle in DC. Oh, nice. Oh my gosh. It was so <laughs> much fun. Um, I had traveled a lot with my youngest sister this year. So I was like, I need to take my middle sister to do something. Oh, yeah. And there was one night where I bought myself, her and some friends. It was like four Casamigos shots for a hundred dollars and I just looked at the bill and as I'm signing I just like laugh a little bit because I'm like it's so fun like seldom do I ever drink now so it's so funny to see that 
those same four shots of alcohol are the price of, you know, getting nice quality supplements or getting groceries somewhere. And it's funny that sometimes when it is pertaining to our health, we question it and we're like, mm, should I spend on this today? I know. I don't understand that. Right. But then when it's entertainment and fun, you don't bat an eye. So I think it's interesting to be in this part of my life now where I'm like, oh my God, a hundred dollars on four shots. Oh no, I could have bought <laughs> yeah. so many this, that, like right. I could have gone crazy at Lovey's and Tidal Creek. Yeah. Um, for those of you listening that aren't familiar with Lovey's and Tidal Creek, those are two health food. Um, I believe they're cooperatives to mm-hmm. health food stores. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so crazy that you say this and honestly, ever since working with you guys and learning more about, um, the dangers of what we're putting in our body, it has made food more exciting for me, more enriching. I appreciate it more what's on my plate. Um, I don't feel gluttonous anymore. Um, And I truly like when I do have those little treat moments, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's around the holidays and it's something my grandmother cooked that has a little gluten. I'm like, I appreciate this so much more than I Mm -hmm. ever have in my entire life because I know that this is something I shouldn't eat on a regular basis. But in this moment, I'm, you know, going to live a little. Um, So it's it's. It just has given me a whole new perspective, but, you know, I was sharing with you earlier, I was like, I want to kind of share an inflection point that I had with you where, where I came to you probably, gosh, I guess this was about a year and a half into my journey with uh, starting with Optimal Bio. And I was like, Candy, I'm having (laughs) such a hard time trying to do all of this at once. Can you like rank them in order for me of like what I should stay away from the most versus the least? And you said um, gluten, then sugar, then dairy. And I think, you know, um, dairy being last, I can still have like goat cheese and A2 dairy and stuff like that. So I, um, just knowing that I can still have a little bit of dairy in those regards has made things easier. It, it kind of gave me like this glimmer of hope, Mm -hmm. like, okay, I can do this. It's manageable. Yeah, absolutely. Like gluten is the main thing, like Mm -hmm. stay away from it. Um, you know, I have uh, low blood sugar issues sometimes. So I shared with you, I was like, there are times where, you know, maybe I've worked a long day or we're on Mm -hmm. set somewhere and like, the only thing has a teeny bit of gluten. And it's like in those moments, I'm not freaking out over it because I'm like, I know I don't have this on a regular basis. It's, um, it's not going to kill me in this moment, but I know that every single day I cut it out less and less and less of my life. And it's, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. And it's just changing your, your mindset. Yeah. You know, just a different way of thinking is really all it is and trying to make those best decisions and also not depriving yourself. If you deprive yourself, like I said, going cold Turkey, depriving yourself, you're setting yourself up for failure. And it's also not a quality of life either. Mm -hmm. So start making those baby steps to get to where you want to be. That way you will enjoy what you're eating, enjoy making those decisions and it'll feel good and it won't feel like a chore or work Mm -hmm. Um, and you'll feel better about what you're doing and you'll feel good too. 
Yeah. Um, and that was the biggest thing too, for my skin, when I cut out the gluten and sugar primarily, um, I, I, because when you said all of those, I really honed in like how much of each of these am I intaking on a daily basis. And I think that the added sugars is something that, you know, people are so blind to the dangers. And it was when I started working with you guys and a nutritionist, my nutritionist was like, typically we don't want to, I mean, you know, if you really can do it, don't have any added sugars, but typically try not to go above 25 to 30 grams of added sugars daily. And you think about that in one soda, Mm -hmm. in an eight ounce soda, there's like 60 grams. Mm -hmm. In if you, you know, pour a light pour of your coffee creamer, um, that's like a healthy brand. There's even like anywhere from three to eight grams Mm -hmm. per a couple of tables. Yeah, sugars in everything. Yeah, so just being more mindful about that, I really feel like helped my skin. And then the gluten, I I just truly attribute so much of my hormonal acne to the gluten, the sugar, 100%. and dairy. 100%. The gluten and the sugar absolutely affects your skin, affects your hair. Yeah. Us girls, we worry about that belly you cut gluten out, I yeah. guarantee that bloating's going probably going to go away. Because um, that bloating, yeah. a lot of that is due to that gluten and sugar you're eating. So yeah. things will start feeling better and you're like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah, um, I, I always had kind of uh, described myself as a very like normal sized person um, that sometimes like before seeing you guys that sometimes would like go over to the heavier side of weight and definitely like a lot of belly fat, a lot of bloating. And now, um, just cutting gluten out alone has changed my body and my face so drastically. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's truly been monumental for my health, my skin, and also just like brain fog. Um, and upon doing research, about gluten and how it differs from here versus like in Europe. We, we kind of yes. talked about this a little before I went to Europe and you were like, you know, you can try and just like see how it makes you makes your body react over there. And um, when I was there, I had a little bit and um, also they don't really, they still do like real dairy in their cappuccinos and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I did break out a little bit while I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, in the two weeks that I was there, I felt like the amount of breakouts I had would have been after like one day in America here eating gluten oh, and dairy. Yeah. Well, our wheat here is terrible. And that's, that was also what I um, noticed because I was like, mm-hmm. how is it that I can like honestly just look at gluten and gain 10 pounds in America. But over there in two weeks, I was eating pasta daily, sometimes like two, three times a day. And I lost 10 pounds in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And um, I started to feel like I was getting a little too skinny. So when I came back to America, I was like, okay, this is good because I I don't know what the heck they're (laughs) doing over there, but that is insane that I could eat all of that pasta, drink all of the wine, eat all of the croissants and the yummy desserts. Well, yeah, it's more organic. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So, and that's another thing with like sugars and things like that. 
I think making those conscious decisions of, okay, if I am going to have a little bit of sugar tonight, like I want to make it count. I want it to be organic and still feel good about what I'm putting in my body rather than just, you know, it being something so heavily packaged and processed that it's just going to mess you up regardless. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so why do you think, why do you think that the gluten is different here? I know that I read something about, um, the process in Europe for gluten. Uh, I forget what the process is called, but it's like 14 to 16 hours for them to, um, do their like wheat products. Mm -hmm. But then here in America, we expedite that process to like two to three hours or something like that. Yeah. So our wheat here is very hard wheat Mm -hmm. and it's also um gmo yeah gmo they put a bunch of first we have pesticides let's talk about that pesticides really will mess you up and they're messing everyone up but so they have pesticides but they also have preservatives on our wheat Mm -hmm. and so that's that way when we put preservatives on the wheat they're able to store them longer and so they can profit more off of the wheat so that's the issue here in america whereas over in europe you don't have the preservatives on that wheat, mm-hmm. which if you've noticed, like I think it's in France or Italy, that they have more bakeries in one town than we have in all of America. Yeah. Because they, they, they make their bread fresh every day and fresh bread can only last but so long because there's no preservatives. Yeah. There's so many preservatives on our products here, including bread and our wheat, that, that gluten that's in our breads here in America, we can't break down. Our body can't break it down. That's why we have so many issues with gluten. Yeah. Versus over in Europe, there's no preservatives. Your body's able to break down because there's also not as much gluten either. Yeah. The gluten index is much lower in Europe versus America. So it's easier to digest and break down. Yeah. And I think that that's why it just feels like such an uphill battle here in America. And I think that some people honestly just give up because they're like, well, why even try? I'm constantly going to be swimming upstream. And for what? To still have my... um, you know, produce sprayed with pesticides and herbicides and even the wine. Like I remember I had one doctor tell me only buy wine from Italy, France and Spain because, you know, there's so much hoopla about California. Oh, wine country, Napa Valley, all the things. But it's like so heavily sprayed with all of the herbicides and pesticides. So you um, someone said pay attention and see if you have hangovers after drinking wine in Italy and I never once had a hangover or any type of headache I'm like this is so interesting and just so different so I'm happy to see that as like a collective culture um, there are more practices like you guys popping up and different people on social media and YouTube and TikTok just trying to inform 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 Um, what do you think that you see in the next five to 10 years, um, in regards to holistic health and kind of just taking back the reins on your autonomy? Yeah. Well, my hope is that we'll continue having conversations like we are right now and that these conversations will start opening up more doors. And so in five to 10 years, this will no longer be something that's taboo and we'll have a healthier society. That's a perfect world, right? Yeah. 
if that'll happen or not, I don't know, but we can only hope that these conversations will kind of start taking the lead in the medical society anyways and become normal. Um, But that's my hope. In five to 10 years, I can't really say where we'll be, but I'm really hoping that- (laughs) That will be there. That will be there. Um, That would be amazing because I feel like we are starting to hear more about it, especially in social media. More people are talking about it. Yeah. I think it's gaining some popularity, not just with hormones, but lifestyle and diet in general. Yeah. And we're starting to see more people shop more local, local farmers. Um, I'm a big proponent of shopping local, getting your meat local, your produce. There's farmers markets all the time, everywhere, getting your eggs local. That way, if you do that, you're already kind of cutting back on the preservative part of it, the pesticides. Yeah. And you're eliminating that. Even if you wanted to continue eating some of that stuff you really love, you're at least starting to eliminate some of the bad stuff that you're going to find in your grocery stores. Yeah, and I think it's um, like the author James Clear has said in his book Atomic Habits, if you mm-hmm. can just focus on 1% every day, becoming 1% better, think about that, how that adds up over time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I love all of the information that you guys constantly share with us. And how would you say that our hormone levels influence anxiety, depression, fatigue, low libido, and brain fog? That's a lot of symptoms, <laughs> and they affect all of them. Um, our hormones are the foundation of our health. So, for example, testosterone, 500 functions in the human body. It is the oh most, yeah, it's the most abundant and active hormone in your body. You have 50 hormones overall. Yeah testosterone estrogen and progesterone being some of the most abundant ones estrogen and progesterone 300 to 400 functions so they touch literally everything in your body but specifically the brain so we're talking about anxiety brain fog depression Mm -hmm. um, motivation so we know testosterone what it does is it um, increases the proteins that transport to other hormones called serotonin and dopamine. Okay. Sure, you're probably familiar with those. Um, And so those are neurotransmitters and serotonin is your um, mood stabilizer hormone, whereas dopamine is your reward hormone or motivation. And so Mm -hmm. testosterone is the one responsible for carrying those hormones to your brain. So if you don't have any testosterone, then you're gonna be low on those hormones as well. Wow. Testosterone also repairs the inflammation in our brain. So over time, as our brain becomes inflamed or under chronic stress, it becomes damaged. And we have these little myelin sheets in there that cover the nerves, they become damaged. So now everything's not firing it like it should. Testosterone helps repair that. So that's, and it also helps, you know, with our libido and our energy level, because every cell in our body has a hormone receptor on it. So it's literally going to touch everything in your body. Estrogen, estrogen vasodilates, meaning it helps increase blood flow throughout our body, including our brain. Mm -hmm. So if you've noticed, as women get older, we lose those hormones. We become higher risk for dementia, stroke, heart disease, cancers. What is a common factor there? Hormones. We don't have those hormones anymore to repair everything and protect them. Progesterone is another good hormone. I always say, I always refer to my hormones as like people. Yeah. And so I always say (laughs) estrogen, she's very fierce and feisty and she does a lot. She gets that blood flowing. 
progesterone. She's very calm and chilled and laid back. (laughs) And she kind of puts all the fires out and calms you down and helps you sleep. And we know sleep's very important. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's when your body's doing all of its work, cleaning everything up, repairing everything. Yeah. So we need these hormones. They're very important. They help all those symptoms. Like you were just asking me, the brain fog, the libido, anxiety, depression, they touch everything. And we're seeing more and more of that. We're even seeing it more in our younger um, adults now. Yeah. And I'm even seeing younger adults come into our practice with low hormones. It's just really sad because our environment truly is depleting us faster and faster. And what we're talking about five to 10 years down the road, I imagine we're going to be at a point if we don't correct these hormonal deficiencies now, we're going to be at a point where our younger generation behind us are going to have probably no hormones and they're they're already suffering as it is just from what's happened in the world around us. And they're really going to suffer later on. Gosh, that is so scary. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to listen to this part of the episode again and again (laughs) and again. I love how much information that you have to share. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, of course. Um, but it makes me think about my most recent visit with you guys, uh, I believe around my birthday in September. And you said your testosterone is lower than we have seen. And I asked you, I was like, well, what are a few things that can cause my testosterone to be lower? And what did you share again? Yeah. So environment being the biggest factor, Mm -hmm. environment depletes us. So things in our environment that depletes our hormones, endocrine disruptors. We, I know we've heard a little, we're starting to hear more about this. I feel like this is becoming a really hot topic right now. Um, and endocrine disruptors, what about plastics, pesticides, microplastics, microplastics are in our makeup, our self-care products. They're everywhere around us. They shut down your natural hormone production, testosterone being one of them. Mm -hmm. And so we're seeing like our environment's really affecting that. The pesticides in our foods, processed foods are another thing that's just really depleting us. So it's really everything you touch, feel and eat that's slowly depleting you right now. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I actually didn't know... um like how many endocrine disruptors there were. I remember learning one time about um, different oils being endocrine disrupting. Yeah. Um, So like just different oils that people cook with. And I think you guys told me like extra virgin olive oil, like stick to that because the oils at at restaurants, like we think it's the food half the time. Sometimes, you know, it's It's not what they're cooking with. Yeah. It could be the pan too they're using. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, My, my boyfriend actually um, made me more aware of the pan thing and how using the cast iron skillet Mm -hmm. is just so much better. Um, but yeah, no, it's so crazy to think about. And I thought about, you know, drinking out of plastic water bottles and just all of the things that are constantly around us, which is just so interesting. Um, and I think too, going back to the low libido, uh, relating to your hormones, I have so many female clients that, you know, some of them have shared with me. They're like, I just don't think that I... I just don't think I enjoy sex that much and that's okay. And, you know, I've shared with them, I'm like, get your levels checked Mm -hmm. because five, almost like five years ago now, um, shortly before I started coming to you guys, um, you know, I, I kind of felt the same. I was like, this is, this isn't me. Like, could this be better? And I'm, I'm living in a whole new world now. Thanks (laughs) to you guys. Um, 
But speaking of that, I wanted to ask what are different supplements that you believe personally and at Optimal Bio, you guys kind of structure um, your clients' regimens around that you, you guys believe can sustain a happy and healthy life? Yeah. So first, if we're looking at supplements, let's make sure we're choosing good supplements. So we say if you're going to purchase a supplement, make sure it's gluten-free, vegan, and doesn't have a bunch of additives in it. Um, the brands we prefer are by Pure Encapsulations and Matagenics. Those are the two brands we carry and we love them. And I mm-hmm. can personally speak to them because I take a ton of supplements. Yeah. And um, honestly, everyone, people are like, it's so many supplements. Yeah, but how many medications are you taking? Yeah. I mean, come on. You're also not getting these minerals and nutrients in your food either. So that's why you have to supplement. Yeah. So if I had to choose, say, three supplements, the first one, no, hands down, vitamin D. Yeah. We need vitamin D. A lot of patients are like, well, I'm outside all the time. You're not soaking up enough vitamin D outside by yourself. Whether you've got, you've got sunscreen on, you're definitely not soaking it up. But we're just not outside enough to get that naturally. So we have to supplement with it. And vitamin D has 3,000 functions in the body. Oh, my Very important supplement. Um, And actually, the studies have shown if you can get your vitamin D over 65, then it decreases your risk of breast cancer by 300%. Oh, my God. That's just one of the things it does. It's very, it's a huge, um, it's considered a hormone. So it's a huge hormone for preventing disease and cancer. So it doesn't just give you energy. It supports your immune system, helps you stay away from diseases and cancer. So it's a very important hormone. So hands down, number one, if anything, please take vitamin D. And our vitamin D optimal levels are going to be very different than your standard levels, which I think is, they say you're normal between 30 and 100. I want you at least over 65. So you're getting those full benefits. Yeah. Ideally around 80 to 100 would be best. Yeah. Um, My other supplement would be a good probiotic. So we know our gut regulates pretty much everything in the body. So we need a healthy gut and we want to make sure we're giving that gut some good bacteria. Yeah. Our gut and our brain, like I've said before, are connected And so if our gut's unhealthy, our brain's going to be unhealthy and vice versa. And it's going to affect everything. So a good probiotic is my second choice. Mm -hmm. And then I would say my third choice is kind of hard because I take so many and I could go on and on about this and that. Yes, I guess for someone listening who's not taking anything, a good multivitamin. And I know everyone's like, oh my gosh, a multivitamin. Are you kidding me? Well, a good multivitamin. Yeah. And so when you're looking for that, like I said, gluten-free, vegan, no additives in it. Because a lot of these supplements you purchase over the counter at your general commercial stores mm-hmm. have so much stuff in them yeah. that you're actually not getting any of the vitamins that you need from it. Yeah. So Metagenics has a great multivitamin. Um, you want to make sure it has selenium, zinc, iodine, vitamin A, your vitamin Bs, and even vitamin C. Mm-hmm. All those nutrients right there are vital to your health and thyroid function as well and yeah. immune system. Um, so those would be my top three supplements. Of course, if you wanted to continue, I can definitely add on to that because I feel like there's so many other ones that you could take, but they're also very specific to the patient. So some patients may not need one supplement where this other person does and vice versa. So 
the vitamin D, the probiotic and a good multivitamin are good standard supplements that most people can take. Yeah. Um, and like I joke with everybody now, I'm like, I am a total supplement whore because mm-hmm. that's like what I love <laughs> to spend my money right? on is Me all too. just all of the supplementation because it truly does make you glow from within. And then that is seen on right. the outside. Um, and I feel like my thyroid support complex vitamin is like kind of acts as a multi for me because it has you know everything that you listed it might not have the vitamin c but i do take um moringa supplement for that but like the magnesium that is such a big one magnesium and i would say that would probably be my number four yeah i feel like most people could take magnesium specifically magnesium glycinate Mm-hmm. Um, magnesium glycinate is a really calming magne- magnesium. It helps with stress response. It helps you get a better quality of sleep and relax and muscles as well. Um, and I feel like we're really all deficient in magnesium as well. Yeah. Um, so I always, that's my other go-to. I love magnesium. I take mine every night at bedtime and I can tell when I miss a dose. Um, so that's something else you people could check into is a good magnesium. Yeah. Um, great supplement. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, we could just like have a total episode about (laughs) supplementation, honestly. Um, but I can't keep you here forever, no matter how bad I want to and keep going on. But the last thing I want to ask you before we close out for the evening is how is each treatment plan for every patient individualized? Yeah. So our treatments are very individualized. And that means first, you're going to have a conversation with us. We're going to go through your health history, talk about your symptoms. And I feel like that alone is very individualized because we want to get to know you as a person because not one shoe fits all. Then we're going to do labs. Our lab panel is huge. And so we want to look at those labs specifically for you because each person's different. Mm -hmm. And also labs can say one thing and you feel a completely different way too. So we need to kind of correlate everything together. So when we get those lab results back, What we do and what you may not find in your traditional medicine is we're going to sit down with you. We're going to go through each lab result individually. Mm -hmm. We're going to tell you what that lab is and then what it means to you and our recommendations. So you really get that one-on-one care and conversation with the provider. And it's just very focused on you and listening to you and letting you speak and kind of really be the driver of your own health. I always say if we're sitting in a car, you're the driver, I'm the passenger, and I'm simply here to help guide you and give the information you need to make that decision for you. We're putting the power in your hands because I feel like that has been lost um, today, especially in traditional medicine. We no longer have control of our own health and we really need to take that back. And so that's what we're here to do. We're going to make sure that care is individualized to you, specifically for you, because your testosterone levels are going to be different than mine. My thyroid yeah. function is going to be different than yours. And so we really have to look at that individually and set up a treatment that works just for you because we're not going to have the same treatment. So having those conversation conversations, I feel like really set us apart too from other practices. We genuinely care about the patient and you're our focus. Yeah. And we want to educate you and do what you feel is good, but we also what we feel would be good for you. Yeah. And you guys do such an eloquent job and a seamless job at doing this and, you know, allowing us to feel like we're driving and you guys are just helping us along the way and acting as that, um, you know, 
source of knowledge and information for us. And I mean, I just, I could never imagine sitting with my prime, my old primary care, because when I started seeing you guys, I um, left that physician, but I could never imagine sitting there and having some of the conversations that we share. I mean, even as, you know, as just with like the food and everything that we always talk about and you sharing where you buy your local meat from. Mm -hmm. And it's just so cool how individualized it is for every single person. Like I said, I would love to keep you here all (laughs) night. We're definitely going to have to do this again because absolutely it's so cool how this sparks so many different like conversations. Yeah. We could sit here all night and have different (sighs) conversations because yeah, like I said, your hormones are your foundation to your health. And that's going to lead to other things because everything affects it. And so it just opens up a whole can of worms and yeah. conversations and we yeah. can talk all the time about it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. I have to say this has been the best episode yet. And just thank you so much for coming on. Of thank course. you um, for behalf of everybody listening that, you know, maybe feels lost, down and out, confused and lackluster about their own health right now. I hope and pray that this liberates them and that this episode alone just gets more people in whichever office that they may be near. Exactly. Um, So do you guys have any info you'd like to share? That way people can look you guys up. Yeah. So we have a website, optimalbio.com. We also have an Instagram page, Optimal Bio. Um, On our website, we do have an education section where you can go and listen to our podcast. There's YouTube videos with Dr. Brandon. There's also articles and resources. Um, So I definitely encourage patients, go check out our website, go check out um, the Instagram. Our Instagram has tons of information, educational reels, um, conversations, just educate yourself. And, you know, that's what we're here for as well. If you need more information, you know, come in, talk to us. Always tell patients, come in, we can talk about what's going on. We can get labs done, see what's happening. And then you make the decision. There's no pressure to do anything. I simply want to just help you on your journey and give you the tools you need. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Candy. Thank you for having me. Yes. Oh my gosh. Please come back. It was lovely having you. And thank you again. Of course. All right, guys. Until next time, stay bloomy brained.